the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Time now for the second hour of the Jimmy Sangenberger Show here on News Talk 710-KNUS. So good to be with you this morning, as always. Last night, oh gosh, it was a late, late night for yours truly because, goodness, it was like 10.30 at night, 12.30 Eastern Time, that we had this announcement made by the clerk of the U.S. House. Therefore, the Honorable Kevin McCarthy of the state of California, having received a majority of the votes cast, is duly elected Speaker of the House of Representatives. It was done in the 15th round of voting after... I've never seen anything like it before. Quite a display in the 14th round and in a vote to adjourn in between the 14th and 15th rounds of voting. Really quite stunning. But the result is McCarthy was the speaker. And by the way, after that announcement, there was a lot of festivities, pomp and circumstance. Actually, not much pomp and circumstance. They had their proceedings, and they had a ridiculously long speech from Hakeem Jeffries, the Democrat leader who gave the gavel to now Speaker McCarthy. And McCarthy was sworn in and spoke, and you had the swearing in of all the members of Congress who were assembled there in the House chamber so, and I wanted to get some audio, watch it all. Goodness, uh, for me, it was like one thirty when I got my audio out to uh, Blake Gallagher, who is doing a great job producing both my show and Peter's show today. But here's what happened. The 12th vote yesterday, you had 14 Republicans switch to McCarthy, one of them from present. That includes prominent, Freedom Caucus members and opponents of McCarthy, Scott Perry and Chip Roy, among others. Then in the 13th round of voting, you had an additional Republican make a switch. But Boebert, Gates, and several others weren't on board. In the 14th round of voting, Boebert and Gates voted present, while four others voted against McCarthy. Two votes for Andy Biggs, two votes for Jim Jordan. Now, then you had what seemed like a scuffle breaking out on the floor of the U.S. House. Kevin McCarthy went over to Gates to confront him. I've heard rumors that different people were supposed to vote for McCarthy. Maybe it was Gates, and he voted present instead. Maybe it was Boebert. Maybe it was Rosendale. 
We don't know for sure, but clearly McCarthy had some sort of a bone to pick with Gates, and Gates was pointing his finger at him, getting into an argument, and then there was a member of the House that seemed to lunge, looked like Mike Rogers, seemed to lunge toward Gates. At, I mean, it was so stunning listening to, I was I went on and looked for the coverage, who covered what. At what time? And MSNBC actually had the best little live breakdown of what was going on in that moment. Just take a quick listen here. Uh, Republicans were fairly confident that this would be the one uh, in which this would conclude. They would then swear in the members of the House. They would then pass the rules package and the House of Representatives for this session would begin. That has not happened. Look at this. There's finger pointing going on. Matt Gates is pointing at, at uh, McCarthy. A crowd is gathering around them. Uh, McCarthy obviously trying to implore Gates at this point. To do something. And I wish there was audio with this. Ali Vitali, what are you what are you hearing about what's going on right now? Texting every number in my phone of people who might know what's going on here. It almost looked like he was asking, what do I have to do for your vote? But I mean, look, we all know what's happening here, which is that Kevin McCarthy in real time is as close as you can be. And he seems like at least at this point, he is not over the finish line. And, and he's walking away there. He's look at somebody yeah. holding somebody back. Look at that. Oh, somebody just held somebody back. Stephanie, just look at that. It looks like a fight breaking out on the floor. You and I should reenact that. Wow. So that was interesting. MSNBC, that happened live. And then they had to go to a 15th vote. So the Republicans decided to make a motion to adjourn. And the votes were there. They were ready to adjourn. It got down to zero minutes, zero seconds. And suddenly, I think it was McCarthy pulled a red flag, basically being, I'm changing my vote. And then you had north of 40 Republicans who changed their votes to no. A deal had been cut. What do we know? Well, Marjorie Taylor Greene of Georgia, in a photo that will live in infamy, had her cell phone with the initials DT, Donald Trump. And she was handing it to Representative Rosendale, who seemed to be brushing it away. Donald Trump got the six remaining holdouts, including Boebert and Gates, to vote present, which gave McCarthy what he needed to secure a majority and become Speaker of the House in the 15th round of voting. So what do you make of this? It's your first chance to react to the news of Speaker McCarthy. 303-696-1971. Jay in Denver has been patiently waiting. Let's go to Jay. How are you, sir? Good morning, Jimmy. Good morning. What's on your mind? I, I was really excited to watch last night. But first, as the moment that this Marvin called you, he was talking about how these uh, religious right people in the Republican Party are so repulsive. And at that very moment, I was handed a dollar bill. And on the back of it says, in God we trust, United States of America. So if he doesn't enjoy these rights here, then we can ship them off somewhere, maybe Haiti, uh, somewhere where you know he doesn't have uh, all the rights that he does to call in. To a show like yours today and voice an opinion without being opposed. It was just kind of shocking to hear his opposition to Republican Party because he doesn't uh, understand, you know, the need for both parties. Well, I, you know, let me ask you this question, because there are certainly and I think they're going to be folks calling in today other than Marvin, who will be frustrated with the idea of the Republican Party right now and maybe not understand this notion of the two parties. Why is that important to you? 
Well, if it were the Democratic Party under Nancy Pelosi, they just would sit there, not say a word, and do what they're told to do. And that's what's been going on for her for what was it, 16 years she was uh, Speaker, uh, without any real opposition other than the AOCs in the world, which really don't have any power. So I thought last night, not only was it true politicking, but if you want to pick up the uh, Fox feed, they had an extreme close-up on Gates and Goldberg, and you can actually hear the audio of what they were talking about in their seats. It was not clipped or uh, you know dubbed or anything. You can hear a lot of the things they were talking about, other than when someone was whispering in Matt Gates' ear. One of the guys go over to Matt Gates and you know whispered something in his ear, and the look on Matt Gates' face after that, his face dropped, and it was almost like he was in fourth grade. The teacher saying, "Hey, you're out of here." At what point was that? Do you recall when was, was that? Just after, just before Mar Taylor Green came over and whispered in Gates' ear from behind. Because uh, it was a long time where C-SPAN, which they have the main feed at the House, and I spent a lot of time at the House and the Senate as a kid, I realized I didn't want anything to do with politics after being involved with it. But they had an extreme close-up on Gates and Boebert, and it was from their, his right, you're looking at them on, on the feed from C-SPAN, but it's a Fox feed. And one guy whispered something in Gates' ear, and his face just dropped, flushed, his eyes started turning, and you could just tell whatever was said to him was uh, moving and changed things. Crossed his arms, his hands. It was it was really, it was very exciting. Yeah. Uh, I want to say this morning, and I understand you're excited about it. I am, obviously. I feel very strongly about the party. You know, we've been in a black zone with the control of the House with Pelosi, and of course, we've got Schumer on the other side. But this is a change now. And we also have a youthful uh, process going on. Most of these uh, party members that were opposing were youthful. They're one or two terms in. Obviously, they see some things that they don't like, and I appreciate that. I don't know all the facts there. Uh, I'm very proud of Boebert. I don't know why she's opposed. If Did she actually vote for or did she just continue to vote uh, present? She voted she present. Vote. So, in fact, she, the, okay. the final six holdouts all ended up voting present. Okay. And uh, one of the other things, too, I think it's important is now we can make a change to the finances of things. First thing I need to do Monday morning is stop those 60-some-odd thousand IRS agents that are gun wielders and put a stop to that. Couldn't, couldn't agree do. more. I'm excited for have that one now. Have you been to a very serious audit? I mean, how would you like to have an audit with a clock sitting on the counter? Come on. <laughs> right. You know? And then the other issue is, is let's continue to get the border done. I'm from Southern California. And I know what it's like to have illegal aliens come in and commit very serious uh, crimes, including a murder, which I personally witnessed at 17 years old. Uh, and to say that it's not a horrific invasion of our country is just devastating. I, I, I don't understand where, where any American can think that that's OK. So here's a question so for you, Jay. Do you think it would be a good idea for... Yeah. Kevin McCarthy to join yeah. Joe Biden now as Speaker of the House at the border tomorrow mm-hmm. or in the next couple of days. I think he okay. needs to be there. I think he should send a note, say, fuel up Nancy's jet, let's fumigate it, and let's get on down there. See, that's one of the, <laughs> that job <laughs> includes a jet. It includes a full entourage. They also, as Speaker, 
And of course, the Senate's the same way. You know, they they run around with motorcades. They don't have to stop for stoplights. It's a pretty good deal. Did you see Mitch McConnell's office? He has three offices, so it's a it's a big deal. Plus, it's a lifetime dedication in, in with retirement. But if he doesn't go down there with Biden and make a showing for the cameras, all we're going to get is a song and dance. Right. And Biden's group has built a huge tent city anticipating that yes the title was was going to be released and all these people were going to flood over it's massive he's making well, it so that the optics will make the border look less critical than it otherwise is and we need mccarthy to be down there and say this isn't right this isn't legit this isn't what's actually happening you cleared out the area so that you could look good president biden just a final question jay because i got uh, full lines here sure. Um, where do you think Republicans go from here now that McCarthy is there and we're able to move forward with oversight, et cetera? Well, I think it's unity, uh, controlling the purse, stopping some of the horrible things that have gone on, like this last bill that passed Afghanistan. Let's look at uh, what's happened in, in the Biden administration with a lot of money going places that we cannot track. And and also, as far as the border goes, um, the mayor of Denver has reached out to Catholic Charities, which I'm part of, so that these uh, properties can be opened up for illegal aliens to live in, which on a temporary basis is one thing. But the mayor of Denver will leave them forever, and he doesn't have the financial wherewithal with he and Polis and all the money that we spend to put people somewhere and they want to put them in uh, Little Sisters from the Poor, which remember how they got beat up? They wanted them to have abortions. Come on. Right. So the whole thing with moving these people to Denver, which is a free, sure. supposedly open city. Oh, now they're screaming because there's a few thousand people here. Well, they got what they were looking for. Hmm. Well, we'll see what happens. Jay, I appreciate the call. So Thank good thoughts so in there. Much. Thank you. Have Great a good day. weekend. Let's go now to John in Denver. John, good morning. You're on the Jimmy Sangenberger show. Oh, good morning. Um, yeah, I'm really bummed about this whole thing. And it just, one thing, it seems like it's going to be two more years of this woke nonsense. And uh, one thing I wanted to say to some conservative talk show is that if we get to Donald Trump as a Republican nominee for president, to me, it just means we're going to have another corrupt Democrat for president. I'm sorry, repeat that? I, I think if Donald Trump is the Republican nominee for president when you know in two years, that it just means we're going to have another uh, corrupt Democrat for a president. So, okay, so two two things here. One, let's go to that disappointed feeling in the woke nonsense. First of all, I think yep. that the woke nonsense will continue regardless of who's speaker, no matter who it is. It, it, it's something that is going on in the media and big tech in D.C. and all sorts of different avenues. I don't see that going away no matter what. But also, I mean, who else was ever viable than Kevin McCarthy? Uh, Tucker Carlson made this point earlier in the week that I think it was uh, Thursday night that Kevin McCarthy is the only guy man enough to actually put himself out there and do any of the work to become speaker on the Republican side. I mean, maybe there was some other alternative, but if that was the case, it clearly wasn't strong enough as an option for all of these Republicans, particularly the 14 who switched to vote for McCarthy, to say we're going to go for McCarthy or we're not going to go with McCarthy. We want to put this guy forward instead. 
wasn't strong enough for that. Oh, okay. I guess I didn't keep that much track of it, but uh, yeah, it just seemed like they did have uh, some of those that were pretty good. But, mm. uh, yeah, I, I will say names that were tossed about. I think Byron Donalds and Jim Jordan are both great. But they were never viable options that actually had any sort of of steam. But let's go to this other point that you were raising. Um, I mean, when we look at moving forward in the in the Republican Party, where do you see things headed at this point, John? Oh, uh, well, possibly there'll be something better going on. It sounds like the thing that you were talking about with the border. Uh, that sort of gave me a, a feeling of optimism there, mm. if he will uh, get in on that. I, I would like to see McCarthy go to the southern border. I think that is necessary. Don't let Biden do it by himself. And here's the opportunity for it to happen. And hopefully he does it. And not in a bipartisan, oh, look at how we're getting together, but in a watchdog role. Look at how screwed up things are. And Biden is trying to hide it. John, got to run. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. All right. We got a couple lines now open. 303-696-1971. We got to take a break. We'll be back with more on the other side. Your texts on the 710KNUS app and phone calls at 303-696-1971. We'll pick up the conversation. First reactions to the news after a 15th vote of Speaker McCarthy coming up. Stay with us. Wait a second. Who hijacked Jimmy's bumper music and where's the blues? Welcome back to the Jimmy Sangenberger Show, folks. No, this is intentional. Bare Naked Ladies and their song Pinch Me. Since I was in college at Regis University, I have played this on or about the 5th of January. Why? Because on January 5th, 2001, I was 10 and a half. My parents moved us to Colorado. And I have to tell you, I did not want to leave New Jersey. Yes, I said that. I did not want, <laughs> I did not want to live, leave New Jersey. I lived five years where I was born in Albany, New York, five years in New Jersey, and then we moved here to Colorado. And I didn't want to leave, but I'm so glad I did and came here for the trajectory of my life. But why this song? I distinctly remember this. It will always be in my memory. We were leaving the airport, DIA, heading to the apartment where we lived the first six months here, and this song played on the radio. And ever since, as I grew to love Colorado and the opportunities this state has offered me, I've always looked fondly at this tune and... Hence, it's something that I have played since I hosted on Regis University's KRCX 93.9, The Real Deal, in a show called Sang Center. Hence, by the way, at Sang Center, my Twitter handle. 22 years in Colorado. I'm Jimmy Sangenberger. You are listening to The Jimmy Sangenberger Show here on News Talk 710-KNUS. I've had a lot of time for reflection this week on sort of the past for me. Um, just for other reasons. So it's been 
quite an interesting week in many respects. Good to be with you again, the Jimmy Sangenberger Show. We are patiently waiting. We have had a 303-696-1971. Joe in Arvada. Good morning, Joe. How are you? Good morning, Jimmy. Uh, I'm doing well, but pray for my parents. They had a busted pipe this morning, and they're waiting for the plumber. Oh, I'm so sorry. I hope everything goes well for them, absolutely, and I'm sure listeners will pray as well. Yeah, thank you. Um, So I watched the whole deal. I think I watched almost every vote, all 15. Um, I think overall it was great for the country, and I'll I'll explain that in a second, but I want to go to last night. What happened there is not so great, and I'll tell you, uh, I think it's being mischaracterized because I watched very closely, and I think I discerned what really happened. Okay. And and here, here, see, you have to understand that going into last night's vote, the 14th round, they had made a deal, and and Matt Gates and Lauren Boebert had agreed to flip their vote to present. What that does is that lowers the, the voting denominator, in other yes. words, uh, it, it doesn't it doesn't change their vote to McCarthy. It changes the denominator, the the division. Another well, way of looking did, at it, Joe, is that they were sort of abstaining from the vote, where all that counts is nobody who voted present. They're all sort of they're just acknowledging we are here, but we're not part of the vote total. And so then it's just the majority of those who cast votes for actual candidates. Another way of looking at it. Yeah, that's that's correct. And I think that was, uh, you know, Matt Gates was not going to vote for McCarthy. It was not just a matter of his own principle. It was a matter of what he had said. He wanted to stand for what he had previously said. Flip flopping after he said he would never vote for McCarthy would have looked really, uh, you know, Joe, I want to I want to build off of that by playing a clip of Sean Hannity's show last night, just last night on the program, here is what Matt Gates said that I think gave a lot of people the indication that, well, maybe Gates had flipped to his vote. I want to hear play this clip and then get your reaction. This has never been about me or Kevin McCarthy. It's about the American people. And the American people want to know that the rules of the House of Representatives would never allow something like this terrible, horrendous omnibus bill to ever pass ever again. And that's what Congresswoman Boebert and I have been working on. And while I know that sometimes these discussions can be a little awkward up front, I guess it's I guess it's like a prenuptial agreement that you'd be preparing. Sometimes there can be some uncomfortable moments in the preparation, but it can be necessary. I am excited and encouraged. I am grateful that Speaker Designate McCarthy has been so receptive to each and every change that we have demanded. And Sean, we're at the stage right now where I'm running out of stuff to ask for. I mean, read the bills. Have a balanced budget. Have a border plan. Kevin McCarthy is agreeing to all these things. And again, it's never been about him. It's been about draining the swamp, making this a more honest, transparent, open place. And we may have a few finishing touches. We may be able to get this resolved tonight. But I am proud of the entire Republican conference. And we're going to be stronger and more unified and more able to hold this administration accountable because we have had these early moments of sorting things out speaker designate mccarthy so receptive running out of things to ask for he's agreeing to everything that sounded like somebody who'd been brought on board to me and i was pretty struck when i heard that on fox well so i think they did agree look blobert Bo- uh, blobert Bobert and and gates 
obviously switched their vote from another person. Uh, they had voted for, I think Gates had even at one point voted for Trump, to, to present. So they d- did agree to that. And here's what happened. Uh, this is what I really think happened. And I think the, the truth will out eventually that this is what happened. They agreed to switch their votes to present. Then somebody did the math and said, okay, well, that means that we need 216. No, what it really means is they needed 216 plus one. Wait, and, Joe, 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 here's the problem with that. And I, I want to jump in now because you're talking about the math there. How in the world do you think these guys who are veterans of Washington don't know how to whip votes and know how to do the calculus? You really think that they didn't know the math because, ahead of time? Because what happened is that some of the conference thought that Gates was going to flip his vote to McCarthy. And and they they thought the reason that he was waiting till the end of the vote was to switch his vote over to McCarthy and become the two seventeenth vote, which would have pushed him over the top. But that's not what he originally agreed to. He agreed to switch his vote to present. He believed that it would switch his vote to present would be enough to push them over. But I also think that they thought that some of the other, like Andy Biggs, were also going to switch their vote to president. So I, I, I believe that may that have been it. But but why that, do you think then that he specifically went over McCarthy, specifically went over to Matt Gates, and 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 it got Mike Rogers so incensed that it seemed like he wanted to lunge toward Gates, and a colleague had to stop him. Mike, because Mike Rogers thought that Gates had agreed to flip his vote to McCarthy. I don't think that, not- I, I don't think these people are naive enough to believe that you know they could just think, oh, well, we think he's going. I think there was something more going on there. Just a moment. Just a moment. Uh, you notice that the, that the show was put on for eight o'clock our time and ten o'clock their time. They agreed to do this at ten o'clock at night. Because of this reason, they thought that last night's first vote was going to be the final vote. But what they didn't do is they didn't get the whole uh, uh, contingency on board and note that they had to flip their votes. Notice that Andy Biggs flipped his vote to president in the last vote. It wasn't because Donald Trump told him to. It's because... They finally spelled out the math for everybody that they had to at least switch two more Joe, votes to you think in six hours of waiting, they didn't put two and two together, and then they said, I'm sorry, these people in D.C. are too much political animals for me to believe that. I don't know what actually happened back behind closed doors. We do know Donald Trump was making calls, or at least had called in via Marjorie Taylor Greene, and people like Rosendale were being asked to talk to Donald Trump. We do know that Kevin McCarthy specifically thanked President Trump for getting involved in this. I'm sorry, Joe. In this case, let, let I just finish. can't agree with that. Let me finish. Go ahead. Uh, the, 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 today, Matt Gates will come out and spell it out for you very succinctly that originally when he made the deal, he did agree to switch his vote. To present. I don't think that, that that's the a, case. He did, he did vote present. He absolutely voted present in the end. I understand, but but what they didn't see... See, here's another thing that you have to understand, too, is they only needed really 
two votes to be switched from, uh, I think, Andy Biggs to present to actually pass it. Uh, Well, why didn't they? And the reason is, is because they wanted to, as a uh, as a body of the the, uh, the rebels, the people that were rebelling, they wanted to switch in unity to present. That was that was their final agreement. Is that okay? We'll all switch to present. That'll change the denominator. And and it wasn't just. Two I, people. I certainly agree with that for the fifteenth round. But Joe and I, I got to run here. I'm sorry. I just cannot believe that in six hours, these re- Republicans who have been around the block for years would be so dense as to be unable to count votes in a way that would give them accurate numbers. I don't know what happened. Maybe it wasn't Gates. There have been reports, Gates, Boebert, Rosendale, somebody was supposed to vote for McCarthy, or I think maybe Rosendale might have been present. It's We'll find out. We will find out. We will hear from Gates, I'm sure, at some point, from Boebert, from others. We will find out in the coming days or today what they were what they will say they were going to do we will probably find out like you're alluding to joe but there's no way that they would come in at 10 o'clock at night after waiting for six hours and and the vote happens and they're like oh wait we miscount no way that's just not possible let's go to brian in arvada brian you're on the jimmy sangenberger show good morning jimmy this is a clown show you know, and what's worse is, you know, they forgot to count, you know, 20 clowns are supposed to come out of the car and only 19 did. And, oh, wow, we got to go back. And it, if it wasn't our futures and this country in crisis, it would be funny and laughable. Mm-hmm. But it's just disgusting, Jimmy. But I, I'm one of those people that didn't think held the view that they weren't holding him hostage, McCarthy. He, the stuff they asked for, they got most of it. And the stuff I'm reading that they got, balanced budgets, term limits. You know, uh, the Senate making their own spending bills, really controlling this purse. Those things, I think, if they got, if he wasn't willing to give up those things at the beginning and they got those now, then this process was worth it to me. What what do you think about that? So that is really the question of, is the embarrassment worth it? And I do think it depends on the specifics of what we finally get out of this, because It does look really bad for Republicans. It does bode, I think, poorly for cohesion of the Republican caucus in the coming days and weeks, months, really the next two years. But if they did get some substantive changes, and it sounds like they did, that they wouldn't have otherwise gotten beforehand. And I do want to know, Brian, what they they had McCarthy had put on the table before Tuesday and what changed after Tuesday, because to me, that will make the difference. But I have been persuaded over the past couple of days that there may be enough there to justify the embarrassed short term embarrassment for long term gain. I just want to know more before I can make a final call on that. And and I agree 100 percent. I want to know more. But this is uh, we only lost a few days. We didn't lose, you know, two months like they were going to hold out till the, the, the blossoms bloomed in D.C. We're not your cherry blossoms bloomed. We're not there. So that it's a good thing. I'm just I don't want these. I don't want McCarthy now 
to hold this against these leaders that did this. If, if he's a true leader, he won't do that. And number, the well, number one thing I want, Jimmy, is I want those January 6 tapes released. If McCarthy's not willing to do that, they sealed him up for 50 years. We need to see all the videos that they have. If he's not willing to do that, he's just like McConnell. He's a sellout, and he's gonna. And and we don't have FBI investigations and accountability. If we don't defund the IRS right now. Those are things I want to see on the floor immediately with the Well, uh, let's go with the IRS point. And the investigation. It, it is encouraging to see that McCarthy, in his speech, after he was sworn in as speaker, he said in that speech, our first vote coming up next week is we are going to vote to defund the 87,000 IRS agents. Now, will that pass the Senate? Probably not, and get signed into law by Biden. But the important thing is taking a stand against that kind of overreach, which we know will hit the middle class far more than it will hit any rich people, Brian. You're right, but the investigation part of it too, Jimmy. I want to see some investigations oh, yes. and accountability in yes. the FBI the, and the, and Hunter Biden. Like mm-hmm. These are things yep. we've been asking for. If McCarthy doesn't fall through with all this stuff, then we know he's a McConnell swamp creature. that's one of the cruxes of the deal, and if he doesn't follow through on that, then absolutely, A, it's not going to bode well for him, but B, it's also going to be justification for saying, McCarthy, USOB, we need to make a change here. Brian, thanks for the call. 303-696-1971. We'll get to some text messages coming up on the other side. Plus, what are your thoughts? 303-696-1971. Your first opportunities to react to the news of Speaker McCarthy winning in the 15th round of voting last night after quite, quite a go at it in round 14 and this adjournment vote where they literally zero minutes, zero seconds changed. Republicans started changing their votes from adjourning to Monday and then they got it done, which I think they needed to do. What do you make of that? And where do we go from here? I'm Jimmy Sangenberger here on News Talk 710 KNUS. We'll pick up the conversation on the other side. Ha 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 ha. Uh, Keep this going to the background, Blake. For those listening live and don't have the bumper music stripped like the podcast has, Kenny Wayne Shepard tearing it up on the guitar, joining Walter Trout on the vocals and the earlier guitar. Just Kenny Wayne Shepard, one of the best guitar players alive today, bar none. I was just telling Blake, honestly, his voodoo child now, he's mastered that thing. And it is better than Jimmy, better than Stevie. And that is saying something, especially because I believe Stevie Ray Vaughan's the best guitarist ever to live. I mean, literally, literally lifelong Stevie Ray fan. But I've seen Kenny Wayne do that three times. My dad saw Stevie four times do it. And Kenny Wayne do it two or three times. And it's amazing. But gonna hurt like hell... Walter Trout singing, it may feel good for just a minute, then it's going to hurt like hell. Is that is that what we're seeing now with the Republicans? They've sewn it up. We now have a Speaker of the House. But it is going to feel good for a minute in the sense that we could take a sigh of relief, but then it's going to hurt like hell because, well, maybe McCarthy's going to screw it up. 
I mean, again, I said it earlier this week, multiple times, filling in for Deborah and George. Nancy Pelosi would have never let it get to this point. If her speakership did not have the votes, she would not have brought it to the floor. Now what does this spell after four days that McCarthy squeaked by in what appeared to be a week of chaos, even a night of chaos last night? What does this mean for where Republicans go from here? All right, let's look at some texts here as we wrap up the second hour. Jimmy, I think the last four days have been great. It has been a fight for the American people. I would guess many Americans have no idea what happens behind the scenes. Just put it out and open, and now they can all be held more accountable for the measures they put in place. Maybe we'll have some good results on curving this debt and border situations and even term limits. Term limits probably won't happen, but you can always hope blessings to you. Look, this kind of goes to Professor Sean Foreman in the first hour of Barry University in Miami, Florida, who said he thought that this probably was healthy, that they could let it out and get it worked out over a few days and that it was out into the public and so forth. There was an interesting analysis, especially coming from a college professor. But what does it portend moving forward? That's an interesting question. And hopefully we will get some of the changes or at least some votes like the listener is texting about. Now, I also suggested that Kevin McCarthy needs to join President Trump at uh, President Trump. If only we had President Trump, President Biden at the border. Why did I say President Trump at the border? Because Trump was the one who actually gave a damn about the border. Biden's finally going tomorrow after two years of dithering, of ignoring it, in some kind of show like he's on top of it to contrast the Republican disarray or perception of Republicans being disarray, in disarray in the House. And I think McCarthy needs to be there. Richard the limo driver texting, at the border, McCarthy needs to go after Biden in an adversarial way, in his grill, so to speak. Now, I think he can't be too hard. He's got to show some semblance of a willingness to work with the president. The American people need to see that. But that does not mean that it is a bipartisan show of, oh, we're working together. No, absolutely not. I'll expand my thoughts in the next hour. Take your calls, 303-696-1971. Stay with us. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.